Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hello and welcome to What's Next Wall Street. I'm George Alfredis. And I'm Dave Matthews. And this is a show about stocks, crypto, and the new decentralized financial Web3 world around us. Yes, I've got details on all the hot new trending products that everybody is talking about, using, and investing in. And today, I am talking about NFTs and invisible art. Well, well I'm going to talk about a crazy government agency like Space Force and the Office for Misinformation, <laughs> and I don't know who that's targeting, if okay. they're pro or con, right. et cetera. Okay, so we've got Greg Krause, lead instructor at optionsplayers.com. As our expert, Greg charts a lot of these companies that we talk about, and those chart indicators can show where a particular stock is headed so that it's easier to target investment potential. So what Greg does, Greg combines technical analysis with fundamental knowledge. Our goal is to provide you with an education, information, and tips to help you become a more informed trader with a tailored trade plan yes. so that you can stay up to speed with what's next on Wall Street and keep stacking some gains. Yes, you can email us at optionsplayers.com or you can hit us up on social media at what's next Wall Street with your questions. We can also direct you to instructors and experts over at optionsplayers.com who dig into trading fundamentals. You can watch this episode on the optionsplayers.com YouTube channel or listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your audio information. Yes, and whether you're listening, you know, or you're watching the podcast on YouTube, do us a favor, subscribe, hit the alert button, and that way you always know what's next on Wall Street. And if you like it, and even if you don't, give us five stars. Okay, this is cool if you're a college kid or if you have a college kid, DoorDash is cutting prices for college students. Now, there's now a new subscription plan to help them better afford those late night parties, no, study snacks, uh, groceries, or even school supplies. It's called Dash Pass for students. So here's what it is. It wipes out delivery fees on orders over 12 bucks and offers 5% back in credits or, or on pickup orders from certain restaurants. So the plan costs $5 a month and students who sign up get a 30-day trial. And I know this sounds like a commercial for DoorDash, but I, I think it's really cool. I just love that what they're doing. But the only thing that would be better, Dave, is if they would provide this for high school kids because my 16-year-old can really rack up some serious DoorDash fees. But hey, at least he can work out free. Uh, 
listen to this. Planet Fitness is offering fees, or actually free workouts without fees, this summer for all high school students between the ages of 14 and 19. They get a free gym membership to any of the 2,200 locations now through August 31st. Now, this special pass was created to motivate teens to make fitness a priority, and those who sign up will automatically be entered for a chance to win a $500 scholarship. So this is great, right? I love it, but I'm a tad bit cynical. So my first thought is, what's the real reason behind this? I'll tell you what it is. Okay, so we have a family membership to Lifetime, but we have to pay so much extra for our 16-year-old, which I think is totally unfair, but we pay it because, you know, we want to be at the same gym. But after hearing about this, I'm thinking of switching our family's membership to Planet Fitness. Now, is Planet Fitness crazy like a fox, Greg? Or am I reaching? I don't know. Are they crazy like a fox for doing this? We're offering scholarships. We're this offering is... free letting kids go to their gym free all summer yeah. long. Like, how Just do they benefit? Off the stupid video games. It is what it is. I mean, there's probably some tax issues in there, too. They're, they, they're probably getting some tax credits, so it's, it's going to bring down their overall... Uh, bottom line but so they owe less on taxes especially with all those scholarships they'll hand out probably like five of them total out of five million people but let's just, <laughs> cynical much <laughs> yeah cynical much i don't know planet fitness i ain't got no problem with it um no i mean it's a thing if kids are going to go there what's who else is going to go with them parents there you go yeah, so it's right. like you're giving away hey kids eat free on tuesday well nobody cares about the 4.99 kids meal that probably costs four dollars to make yeah they care about that 30 dollars steak that they bought for five bucks and just sold you got it so that's probably where it is they assume that by bringing this kid there they're getting these kids for you know get them in the future also so if you're a child and you do something most likely you'll do it when you're an adult that helps them out a little bit, probably sure. increases their potential. I think population. it's great. It gets the kids off the couch yep. from playing video games. And then B, think about all the moms and dads or moms, probably they're on Pelotons at home. I love it. They're dragging the moms into yeah. get them off that bike. I haven't been to the gym since I got a Peloton or a mirror. Yep. I just don't even, what, what am I going for? I got the class right there in my room. So yep. what am I yeah, going to do? It. All right. Hey, meanwhile, you're going to want to keep your college kids away from your Amazon account. Oh. See, Amazon sellers may start hiking prices after being hit with new fees. The retail giant has added its first fuel and inflation surcharge. Oh boy. That means sellers will pay an extra 5% for items to be delivered from fulfillment centers. Gas prices are up 48% from last year, and inflation just soared to a record 8.5%. This on top of fee increases that began in, in January. Now, I'm glad I did all my Amazon shopping this spring. Well, actually, I should have been spring cleaning then. Right, exactly. <laughs> Today's pro tip is brought to you by OptionsPlayers.com. Literally, we asked Options Players members to give us their best trading tips. Oh. And this tip is from Eric in Dallas, who says, okay. I'd say the combination of pre-market plans and small focus groups and reducing the number of decisions I need to make during game time helps me focus on trading. And having a couple of people push me and hold me accountable yeah. keeps me from being lazy or greedy. I like that. Well, thanks, Eric. I really like that. So if you have used any of our tips or if you have a tip that works for you, we want to hear about it. If we use your tip, we'll send you a really cool snazzy What's Next Wall Street tea for the millions we make off your tip. <laughs> All 
All right, so this is the part of the show where we get to hear from you. You can always hit us up on social media at What's Next Wall Street. Comment on our YouTube page or email us at WNW at optionsplayers.com. This first email comes from Joseph Harnden, who writes, what does it mean to roll an option and why do people do it? Greg, I don't, right, I don't know. Yeah. What does that so, mean? Rolling an option. Um, I look, a lot of people roll their option like, oh, I was wrong. I'm going to roll my option. We, I really look at it as a defensive tactic. Okay. Um, options are not only a price, it's also time. So if your time was off, if you think your time was off and it's still moving in, you still have the same outlook. You think the, the stock is going to go up. You can roll for duration. So you basically close that uh, contract that you have. You sell it. Could be for a loss or whatnot. And then you add time to it. Um, mm. A lot of people try to like double down because it goes against them. That's not really rolling it. Or they try to – they go from a 150 to like a 170. I, I, that's called rolling up. Mm. So you go to a higher strike. Or you're rolling down. You go to a lower strike uh, for puts normally. I'm not a fan of that because basically if it's not going the way you thought it was going to go. Probably I, won't anyway. What I call hopium, okay? It's kind of like opium, like but that. it's hopium. You're just stabbing it in your arm. It's not doing anything good for you. You're wrong. <laughs> Admit it and move on. Okay. But it can be a part of your system or a defensive mechanism. But normally I would say it's to gain time. Um Especially for let's an example where I would use it. Maybe uh, I have a bunch of stocks and I'm selling something, not even actually owning it. Say I'm selling calls, covered calls on some shares I own, and then it goes against me or it, it goes with me down. But now I've gathered all that up, but now I'm just too far away from the money. So say I bought Apple at 150, I sold 150 calls against it, gave me five dollars credit. It drops ten bucks. Now they're only worth a dollar. Now I can sell those or I can purchase those back for a buck and I get to keep four dollars. You understand? Because mm -hmm. I got five. Mm -hmm. Now I just paid a buck to get rid of them. Right. But now I can sell the 140s for another five dollars. And a lot of people say, why would you do that? Well, that's simple. I already got four dollars. And regardless, if I do this, I'm going to make five more dollars. If it goes down, that means whatever. I got $9 credit. If it goes to 120, it's actually like at 129 for me. I lost a lot less than most people. If it goes back up, whatever. I still made nine bucks okay. on that 150. So that's how I look at rolling is normally from the short term or for short options, but I short options more than I buy them to be honest. But for the long, um, for the long game individuals, um, it needs to be you're, you're just rolling it out for some defensive tactic. You were wrong, but on your time, but you know, it's just taking a little long to get there. I don't, if you don't know the reason why you should be rolling it. You shouldn't be you doing shouldn't it. You shouldn't be rolling right. it. Exactly. All right. Okay. So 100%, you're basically probably going to just lose double the money if you start doing that over and over and over. Rolling, okay. rolling, rolling. Keep, Keep those doggies rolling. Keep this. <laughs> Good try. So sad. Hey, Tyler Olstein asks, can the UVXY, which is an ETF for ProShares Ulta VIX, Short-term futures. Thank you for explaining that. Go to zero? <laughs> and what would happen if it did? Can Greg, they go to zero? And zero? Um, yeah, they can go to zero, uh, <laughs> but they never will. All right. And this is what it is. So exactly what that is, is kind of like a leverage little thing. They're selling you options based upon the VIX. All right. It's, uh, I don't even know how to really explain it, uh, what it is. It's kind of like, um, oh, uh, like a, they're buying the options again. So there's a cost for them to run that. So if you actually bring up 
that or a lot of the other leveraged ones, you'll notice that if you go back 10 years, it was like $90,000 and now it's 100. So basically, regardless, if you look at it over a very long period of time, it's just really sharp down. But the problem is they keep doing splits, right? So when it gets to $1.90, it won't even get to $1.90. When it gets to like five bucks or whatnot, they'll split it or, you know, they'll take 20 year shares and give you one and now it's at $200 and then it'll go back down, you know, and they just keep repeating that. I'm trying to think uh, a lot of Nugget is probably the best example. If you look at Nugget, it's uh, gold price, gold oh, miners. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, but if you look at it over time, you know, 20 years ago, this with all the splits, it would cost 100K. Um, it's not 100K. I'm being I'm over exaggerating there, but it's probably like 80, 90K. It's, pretty, it's up there. But now it's only worth like 100. You get what I'm saying? So it's just straight down. And it's basically you're paying the fees for them to actually. Uh, leverage that and trade it. Mm. So, I thought he was going to say the Gold Nugget Casino in Vegas, which has been out of commission for 20 years. I'm you, like, that one went to zero. Are you listening to the show at all? <laughs> Nugget, <laughs> come on. Hey, if you've got a question, we can probably answer it or find someone in our database of Nuggets who can. <laughs> so hit us up on social media at What's Next Wall Street in the comment section or on our YouTube page. Yeah. We love reading what you guys write us there. And you can always email us at WNW at optionsplayers.com with your questions. The Department of Homeland Security is creating a disinformation governance board, which will discuss strategies for reducing the spread of misinformation, specifically with respect to foreign policy. It's a lot to say. This week, they posted the headline, DHS Internal Working Group Protects Free Speech and Other Fundamental Rights when addressing disinformation that threatens the security of the United States. So when you read their news release, it seems to be that it's for disinformation around the world's perception of the USA. Like, can a coyote smuggle a human into the US legally? Or is water safe to drink in America? So this, is it for an internal USA consumption or the benefit of the rest of the world? Now, I'm asking for a friend. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't quite jive with the leader of the project. Can we introduce to you the head of this government program? I'll just leave this right here. Really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo when we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> Okay, we can agree to disagree. I like her. I'm all in, girl. I'm following you right now. Well, I'm all over. I like her. As you can see in her TikTok, which even SNL made fun of using TikTokers as government outreach for their platform. Now, she's going after social media stories that are extremely partisan, as citizens can decide this for themselves. That being said, Meta's Facebook used overwork and mentally taxed Accenture contractors as well as artificial intelligence to take down or label things that may be fictional. And YouTube does this at the same with their machine learning or policies to take down misleading or perceived as misleading material entirely, like some of Joe Rogan's videos. 
Hell, we may even see some amazing future machine learning from Elon's brain trust to get dropped into Twitter to eliminate the enormous amount of trolls and clean that social swamp. So, do you see the potential failure that I laid out? It's not the government's responsibility to tell us what is misinformation because that introduces bias. When you read that the leading lady for this new role, what she wrote in a Wired story on being a woman online, you'll find that it's a self-indulgent, creative wordplay pity party. Look, for any internet users claim sexual orientation, and how many of those are we up to these days? Facebook has 51 different gender options when you create or modify your account. Do you believe that? But I digress. With social sites on the internet, no one is safe. If you post, you can and will be targeted. If you're posting photos, be them selfies, foodies, body shots, or whatever online, you will be guaranteed to have any number of armchair quarterbacks who know better than you and expect what your body, words, or world you live in should be like, and they'll come back in flame, attack, and use the power of their QWERTY keyboard as a sword to cut you down. Now, remember, these are armchair quarterbacks. They probably don't leave the house or their computer, and their smartphone is their magic carpet. Now, Georgia and I have been on TV and radio since the late 1990s, and we call them super fans. They continue to come and go, but you know what? You don't have to open your social media to the world. You don't need to read or reply to that instant message that may squeak through your filters. I think it's ironic that the head of this program, A, continues to post selfies to fuel the flames for social media, B, wrote a print story with examples, and worst of all, C, accepted the position as czar of this artificial role where no human could ever make a nonpartisan difference, yet alone have a voice that could rise above the bots or word of mouth to create the misinformation to begin with. All right, I'll wrap this with Instagram art from NFT artist Toyotomi Yokomira, stating that 1984 was not a manual for 2022. His stuff is really good and it cracks me up. You can find his stuff over at OpenSea up for sale. Now, wait, hold on. I got an idea. Georgia, do you know the one person who may be a better fit for this role and be able to have the reach and followers and additionally the tech chops to pull this off? Um, obviously, Elon. <laughs> oh, our man. That's right. Enough said. End of story. Let the AI tag misinformation and our human brains can figure it out on our own. I'm going to read that article, though. It looked good to me. <laughs> okay. Earlier, we talked about Amazon sellers. At least when you do order something from Amazon, you actually get it, as in the physical form. Did you see this? This is such a great story. I had to tell you all about it. A receipt for a piece of invisible art by French artist Yves Klein sold for almost 1.2 million bucks at an auction. Now you've probably heard of Klein or seen his work and didn't even know it because he actually has a color named after him. It's called International Klein Blue. It's actually registered in Paris, by the way. So Klein is considered a pioneer in performance, pop, and minimal art. Obviously, hello, it's just a big blue block. Okay, so back to this invisible art story. Sotheby says receipts for Klein's work are rare because he made buyers burn their receipts to make them the definitive owner. So here's what happened. Back in like 1958, Klein opened a space at the art gallery in Paris and took everything out. But Klein explained that the gallery wasn't actually empty, even though it was empty, but rather saturated with pictorial sensibility in its pure state. Here's the gag, okay? Klein sold this nothingness, then gave a golden receipt for this 
nothingness and then requested the golden receipt be burned and the golden ashes from the receipt thrown in the Seine River. Is it Seine? Seine River in France. Yes. And so to be clear, okay, in 2022, somebody paid over a million dollars for a receipt for art. Not an actual piece of art, except in this case, the golden receipt is framed like an actual piece of art. Does this sound familiar? Klein's zones of immortal pictorial sensibility and his masterpiece called The Void are being compared to non-fungible tokens. That's right, folks. Apparently, the first NFT was actually sold back in like 1958 because what is an NFT but an exchange of immaterial works? I'm actually quoting Sotheby here. And while I'm at it, Sotheby also likened Klein's registry of the successive owners of his art to blockchain. Mind blown. You know what I'm saying. Okay, so you know this saying, nothing is new under the sun. It's actually biblical. You know which, um, do you know which book? Ecclesiastics. Ooh, anyway. Very okay, good. Yes. Okay, so by the way, for the first time ever, Sotheby accepted cryptocurrency as payment. Okay, it doesn't get any better than oh, that. Oh, that is meta on I top of it. meta on top yes. of it. And I love the art nerds that were around to put that math together because 1958, I only know the Porsches back then were amazing. Yes. Hey, what a great show today. We want to thank lead instructor and options players, Greg Krause, for being here in the studio with us today. Yes. Remember, if you have questions, we can try to help you answer them. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us at www.optionsplayers.com or hit us up on social media at What's Next Wall Street. You can, of course, watch episodes of What's Next Wall Street on the optionsplayers.com YouTube page. Just search for those words or listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your funky podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and hit the alert button so you can get current training info as soon as it drops. Oh, that's old school. Who are you? I'm Dave Matthews. And I'm George Alfredes. We will see you next time on What's Next Wall Street. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.